Hi everyone, it's Rob Evans, 365, day number 44. A few days back from holidays now and really into the swing of things. It's uh, so busy just planning all the things that need to be going on over the next few weeks and months. I've got three birthdays coming up. My birthday is coming up in a few days. Um, my youngest, or sorry, my eldest is turning 13. She is 13 four days later. And then another uh, three days after that, my uh, youngest is turning 11 years of age. Uh, and then um, the next one in the queue is turning or 10, I think it's in September, October, I get, keep getting mixed up. Um, September and October of um, Christopher and Amelia. So there's a lot going on in the, the family side of things. Um, I wanted today to talk about some of the struggles that uh, I personally face. Some of you may be listening to this thinking, well, it all sounds good in theory, what you're talking about, uh, but uh, you know, how do you cope with some of these struggles personally? And I think up to this point, I've shared uh, a bunch of those things and how I've dealt with them. Uh, but let me talk about uh, perhaps some of the other challenges that I face because uh, this morning I was talking with a client and she's in a, a really great place now. She's somebody that I've been working with for a longer period of time, uh, but she hasn't been ready to make the changes necessary and today uh, she's come back from you know me having a week off and she's super focused and really knows what what she wants so we put in place some strategies to make sure that she keeps moving forward let me talk about some of the things that happen to me i am just as human as everyone else i've said that a number of times before the difference between you and me may be just a slight shift in in terms of thinking uh, let's talk about when I'm at my lowest. My lowest points are when I get ill. So let's just say the, let's take the flu. You know the flu, I'm not just talking about a cold, but the flu when you're achy, paining, um, you know, you, you can't eat anything. It's a struggle to, you know, drink. Uh, I find that there are periods of times where the only things that I can really eat are things like salada biscuits or crisp breads. And for when I'm really, really bad, that's all I will eat for the whole day, maybe, you know, four squares. Um, that's when I'm really, really bad. So what I try and do then is focus on drinking more fluids. And uh, I'll normally drink plenty of water and I'll make sure that I have some electrolytes too uh, to make sure that I'm getting, you know, as much as I can into my body, knowing that I'm just not in a, a good place at all. Probably the, the next worst step from that is something like gastro. And I think with gastro, the best thing you can do there is just hang on and try and get through it as quickly as you can. Uh, they're probably the only times of the year where I find I'm pretty much, I can't sleep in bed, uh, but I will like through the day. So I will perch myself on the couch and I'll just watch some movies. Uh, eating is a real struggle. So again, it's normally salada biscuits. Uh, these days I find that, you know, I might throw up, you know, once and then, uh, you know, badly. And then uh, the rest of the day, it's just kind of recovering. 
and sometimes it takes a few days to to get over that so um, you can't do much about it like you can't push through and do workouts and you know eat a salad and that kind of stuff and certainly if you've got a cold and you you know really phlegmy and congested and you know when you swallow it hurts I mean getting down leafy green stuff is just it's just not possible for me so I try and stick with uh, you know whether it's a homemade soup lots of um, yeah, lots of liquids and you know try and get through that way and then to be honest it probably takes me a week uh, to so it'll be a week off training altogether uh, walking at best I think sometimes I find what's beneficial is to get out in the sun and get some sun on your face and just breathe some fresh air rather than just being inside all the time and I find that, that can help uh, but otherwise, it's just hanging on and trying to get through it as quickly as possible. So for me, it's normally about a seven-day turnaround. Uh, I have had some... Uh, I got a cold in June, and then I, I got a bit ill again in July, and I was pretty run down with uh, everything that was going on in my life that I spoke about um, in the healing um, uh, 365 uh, about a week or so ago. And uh, I think my body, was, my immune system was run down. I just took a real hit. Uh, so uh, I found that I probably had a cough for about five weeks, I reckon. Uh, it was a real struggle for me to shake it. So every time I laid down, my throat would tickle. I wasn't sleeping as well. Uh, so again, all you can really do, drink as much water as you can. And certainly at night time, I would have some throat lozenges uh, by the side of the bed. So if I wake up and just couldn't sleep because of the tickle, um, I'd suck on one of those, which is not ideal, but you've got to get sleep and, uh, you know, that's, that's the way that I deal with those things. My immune system is very good, uh, so I am lucky. Um, I've come back from Bali and oh, tonight I had a couple of people that are still getting over colds. I've had some people that are, uh, you know, missing uh, some sessions because of uh, colds and illnesses and stuff. Uh, so I've come back from a place where I felt so healthy and, and good and being healthy and good and come back into this environment uh, like a dramatic drop in temperature and surrounded by sick people. So uh, my immune system is good. The way that I look after that is obviously with my training regime and eating healthy, nutritious food, uh, the extra ones I do are the fish oil capsules. Uh, now I've talked about these before, but I take the 1,000 milligram ones. I take four a day, two in the morning, two in the night. That helps with the immune system, the brain function. Also helps with inflammation uh, in the joints and so forth too. Uh, I will take a vitamin D tablet as well. It's a tiny little capsule. Take one of those a day. I'll take a magnesium one too because sometimes I can cramp up. You know that's something to do with, uh, you know, as you get older, you tend to cramp more. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I'm making sure that uh, I get that daily magnesium tablet into uh, because I have woken up in the middle of the night with an absolute full-on 100% contraction of my, uh, it's normally my quads, sometimes it's the hamstrings. I have had an incident once where it locked up my right, both legs at the same time as I turned over in bed and must have straightened and flexed the muscles after a heavy leg workout and the left one unlocked in a, a little time but if you've never had a cramp imagine a hundred percent contraction of your muscle with complete agony and you can't straighten your leg you can't do anything 
And so I try and use the other leg. I've worked out what to do now. I push the other leg, use the other leg to push the, the bad leg off the, the bed and just move around. That's the best thing. You've got to move like this sitting and stretching. I find this doesn't work. I've used ice. I've used heat. I've used massage. You've got to walk and it's a hobble for a bit. And then I now have a bottle of Gatorade in my a bathroom cupboard and I sip that uh, at the same time. And you know, within five minutes you're back to normal. Now I had this 100% full contraction of my right quad that went on for about 20 uh, plus minutes without release. And there was no one else at home. This was at night, it woke me up. And I was in so much pain that I thought I was going to pass out and I didn't know what would happen to my system if the leg kept on contracting. So I rang the ambulance and uh, they come and wouldn't came and wouldn't you know it, about three minutes before they turned up, the contraction stopped and I was a little bit embarrassed. They weren't busy for the night and they came in and we had a good chat and the cats were there, they went to pat with the cats and all that sort of stuff. So it wasn't a, a huge drama, uh, but then it, it just disappeared. Uh, so. Over time, I have worked out the best treatment for me on that, uh, which means backing off legs on the next day, I normally wake up fairly sore. The other challenges that I can have are just with my schedule. And I, like I spoke about yesterday, if I'm not prepared, then I will definitely fail at some point. Uh, like tonight from four o'clock till 8.15, uh, I am back to back. Well, actually, I had a little break of about 15 minutes tonight, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, but if, if I'm not prepared, then uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be starving and go for a poorer choice either through the session. I might grab, uh, you know, a couple of VitaWeeds or something like that, which I'll eat sometimes, but they're not my ideal choice. I go for some protein, some plant-based food. I could whip up a smoothie or something like that. It takes me about 90 seconds to do that, but that's really tricky uh, if you're training at the same time. Sometimes I might have a protein bar, I have those on hand just in case. A piece of fruit like an apple or something, I can take a few bites and keep working. Uh, but you know, if I don't even do those little things, I'll find that you know, I might go for a big bowl of pasta or uh, you know, maybe there's some toast and some baked beans and you know, an egg or something like that. Uh, and I will normally overeat if that's the case because I, I've been starving because so I've missed a snack I've been out by, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I thought, oh man, I don't have time to do that. And now the client's coming. Uh, so, you know, they can be struggles for me. And like I was talking about when I came back from Bali and the issue with, after about three days, finding that I really need, uh, you know, I might go searching for bread because all I've been able to get while I'm away is like wraps and sandwiches and that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> the same thing can be true if, uh, Let's just say um, every now and then I might have uh, my protein, I have my plant-based food, but I might have, say, two slices of wholemeal toast with some peanut butter on it. Now, they don't fill me up that much, but I can find if I'm starving, then I could eat four to eight slices of that, no problem, and it not even feel like I'm full. It catches up a little bit later, but it's a perfect example of how you know, just eating that high-energy food does not fill you up. You've got to get the other things in there too. Uh, so uh, I have moments where I, I can lapse and 
I just have shorter periods of lapsing and I don't, uh, you know, I don't do it that often. Uh, but I'm just as human as everybody else and these things can happen and I can find it a challenge. I think probably the biggest challenge that, that I've faced is to do with uh, the complacency that can um, sink in with your body. So a couple of days ago I did a call, a recording about complacency and uh, I, I mentioned in that call that for a number of years I just became complacent with uh, my body and it wasn't until probably a photo or I caught myself in a mirror and you know I realized that you know what you walk around and you keep your tummy sucked in all the time and then if you just relax close your eyes and and you know let all that come out and then I looked at myself in the mirror and I said to myself you know what you're fat and that's not a that's not a good look for you you're talking the talk about helping all these people and even though uh, you know I was leading a, a healthier lifestyle, much healthier than them. I wasn't being true to myself. And I was like that for years, just with my training. And I can remember for the first 10 years of my training life, I never missed a workout. You know, like if I was doing a three, a three day a week workout, I never missed a workout. I was there no matter what. And then when I went to a four day split, uh, same thing. But then as the years went by, uh, you know, family comes along and all that kind of thing, and you can find a reason uh, to justify why it is that you didn't train today. And then before you know it, uh, not doing three sessions a week, if that's your schedule, becomes more uh, regular. And, you know, you're no longer living by the standards that you said you would. And... I know that I've done that for a number of years, and I haven't recently, but certainly back in, oh, how long ago? Oh, look, it's probably in the 90s, early 2000s, that I would have been like that. And yeah, I, I saw those images, I felt that I wasn't the best version of me that I could be. And I wanted to look more like somebody on a, a fitness magazine, you know, with the, the defined abs and feeling more energized and all that kind of stuff. And um, that's when I made the decision to, to change. And I wanted to get more education about my nutrition as well. I mean, I think you can never stop learning. And because I'm so passionate about nutrition, I don't want to become a scientist and understand that level about it that that doesn't particularly interest me i'm more about um following the science that has been done and getting the results for people through effective coaching that's that's what really juices me and uh yeah probably seven years or so ago uh, i met dr paul crib and his wife shah and uh, that was probably the next biggest step up i took in my own personal nutrition and uh that's the, the way that I, it's just another string to my bow, I suppose, in what I can work with clients. I don't do it with every single client. Um, most of the principles are there, but just not 100% of the uh, metabolic uh, precision uh, program. Um, but the, that's the way that I live, though. It's just that it, it, can be, it can be a little bit too much for a lot of people.
so I like to try and keep it simple for people so that they feel really good, but it's, uh, it integrates seamlessly into their life. And that was probably the, the single biggest change that I made. And what that also did was it put me in the room with other people that were completely passionate about their health and fitness. And I think for me, that's a challenge. I mean, working with those people that are better than me uh, and, you know, finding those people, um, people that work in the fitness industry, I find can be a bit fickle and everybody's got very big heads about themselves uh, and, you know, very secretive and uh, want to know what you're doing but don't want to tell you what they're doing and all that kind of stuff. And I figured, you know what, I know, I know who I am, I know what I do, I know what I've built. Um, yeah, I'd be confident I could out-train anybody uh, in the world with what I do and my coaching style. I mean, anyone can learn the principles, it's the coaching style that really makes the difference. And uh, I'm free to share information with anyone. Uh, the people that don't want to do that are the people that are you know, pretty much broke, don't run a particularly great business so because they know the, the people that run good businesses know the benefit of networking and you know, most, most of us don't work in the same area and so forth. Even if you know, I'm working in a global environment, um, even take someone like Tony Robbins, I mean he's worked with millions of people. But there's 7 billion people on the planet. So there's people that don't work with him. So there's an opportunity for people to, uh, you know, take clients that don't want to work with him that want to work with you. So, um, you know, there's always an opportunity. But anyway, I found that that was one of my big, uh, big challenges, overcoming uh, the complacency uh, with my body. Uh, and even uh, today with my food, and because of my schedule and everything, it would be very easy for me to say, okay, well, yeah, I'm not going to bother with that. Or, nah, look, I'm not going to add my omega-3 to this meal. I can't be bothered. And, you know, some days I'll have, I'll have those moments where I, I don't do that because, uh, yeah, I just feel, oh, I can't be bothered or, you know, oh, it's, it's too hard. But I don't have many of those moments, but they can challenge me. I think one of the other challenges that I have, because for my entire training life for 30 years, I have trained by myself. Now, I think one of my shortcomings is, with my own personal training, is that fear of pushing myself beyond my limits. And uh, I, I guess years ago, I mentioned in another 365, I was looking for... Uh, like a strength and conditioning coach that could work with me. And I just can't find anyone that's in this area uh, that I can work with. So I'm probably at that stage now, you know, the shoulder is um, okay. Um, and I want to start getting back into some serious training. Um, I need to uh, look beyond my area and perhaps it's just somebody that is going to help me uh, coach me on a, um, an international level. Um, just electronically and via Skype or something uh, because I, I just can't uh, find anyone local. And, but I, I do uh, sometimes have that fear that oh, well, I'll push so hard so that I'm feeling sore, but I won't push myself beyond that. And I've never had a, a, like a coach in this space before, um, apart from when I first started training, and that was effective with technique and so forth. But um, you know, I haven't had that. So I can not push myself as hard as I would maybe want to. And that, I think that can let me down. Um, other things 
like um, it's just the priority of my training, I might say, oh, well, gee, by the time I get to the gym, that's going to take 10 minutes, 10 minutes back, that's 20 minutes. If I stay in the studio and do a workout, then I can save that 20 minutes, I'll do an extra bit of work and so forth. And, you know, sometimes I won't work out as hard in the studio as I will when I'm surrounded with other people that are working out hard. Uh, so I think uh, that can be a place where I can let myself down and I find that when I am training in another location and there's people training hard, not people like gooses training poorly around me, uh, then that can drive me to uh, push myself, dig a little deeper. Uh, but um, yeah, I've got to be very focused to make sure that I do that. I mean, I'm training people and pushing them, but no one's pushing me apart from me. Uh, so even though, you know, people would look at me and say, wow, I wish I looked like you and, you know, you look so fit and strong. And that may be true, but it's not where I would like to be. I'm always looking to, you know, take myself to, a, um, you know, a next level. And um, that becomes a challenge for me. Uh, I think... In the area of goal setting, another area where I make strong connections with what I want and how I'm going to get there. Uh, but same thing, I think I can become a little complacent with that. And a, a good example of where I need to improve on, on this particular area is uh, my last health and fitness goals, uh, which are still on my wall, were 2016. Now I achieved all but one of those those goals and what was holding me back partially was the shoulder and it was shortly after that that I, I started doing the physio and um, you know all of that with the surgery and everything. It just meant I had to stop and that meant that you know my focus went to other places. Now it's only been since the start of the year since I've been able to start training the upper body and everything again and, um, you know, I'm in a, a much better place, probably the best place I've been for some time. Uh, but I haven't updated those goals and say, well, why is that? I'm still very focused and I'm getting some really good outcomes, but I haven't gone back and updated uh, my own goals. Uh, so that's another area where I can uh, keep putting off because I'm doing really well without doing it. But I think, well, just imagine if I did it, um, how much you know better I would be doing. So why don't I do it? Well, I guess maybe that's for me again a little bit of complacency in saying that um, I'm I'm happy with where I am. I could be doing better, but I'm not prepared to do better right now uh, because if I was, I would. Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, for me, because I'm coaching people to do to do these things, but sometimes, uh, even though most of the time I'll be carrying out these uh, these functions for myself, uh, there's some sometimes where it becomes a, a struggle for me as well. Like I say, I'm human. Um, I'm still getting some really great results, but I could be doing better, and that's that's the point that uh, you know I'm getting across here. So. They're my struggles, but 
I'm doing pretty well on the, the whole. It's just I would like to do better uh, than I'm doing. Uh, so what do, I'm, what do I do? Well, like I tell you about your planning your days and your successful days and, and that kind of thing, clearly some of the things that I need to do is um, refresh my why, my purpose for my health and fitness. Um, I'm, I'm very clear on it, but I probably need to refresh that. Um, I certainly need to update my health and fitness goals as to what I want. And um, I think to take myself to the next level is um, put more of a structured program in place, probably with my cardio. I have been uh, doing more walking rather than um, you know, a more intense cardio session, as well as getting a, a fitness coach. So I think we could all benefit from having our coaches. That's why people come to see me, uh, to get coaching. Uh, so if you're not using uh, a coach, whether it be me or, or someone else, then if you want to take yourself to another level, then find a great coach that's going to hold you accountable uh, to keep moving, uh, moving you forward. Uh, and so they're probably the things that, that I would need to do as a bit of a, a self-reflection. Homework for today is stuff that I'm going to do as well, and that is... Um, Tomorrow, we're going to reflect on the work to be done uh, up to this point. But um, what I want you to do is go back and have a look at your purpose. Uh, we've, uh, we did that in an earlier, I think it was in the first week uh, of 365. Have a look at your purpose and see, are you actually living your purpose? The next one is, is to document, so along with your purpose, uh, why? Why it is that you want it. Uh, your goals. Have a look at your health and fitness goals. See how you're going. We're 43 days in, or 44. Um, have, a, have a look at your progress today. How are you going? Have you been doing the work that I've been saying? Um, how are you going with your health and fitness goals? Are they clear? Have you articulated them well? Refresh them, update them, change some images if you've, uh, you know, created a, a slide or something where you can put it on your wall. Make sure you've got compelling words and images that are going to drive you to achieve that change. And then um, after that, I want you to write down what are the things that you need to do uh, to change to take you faster from where you are right now, just like the things that I talked about, you know, refreshing my goals, um, working harder with my, my cardio at scheduling that, um, and uh, getting a coach. You know, what are those things that are for you? All right, that's it for me tonight. Um, I am about to, it's about uh, 9.30 at night here, so about to go and spend some quality time with uh, my soulmate and uh, have an enjoyable rest of the night. So whatever you're doing, have a great one. We'll catch you tomorrow and we're going to recap what we've done in the past, what are we, day 43 or 44 here? So what we've done over the past uh, 40-odd days. All right, that's Rob Evans out. Bye for now.